Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's The Odd Couple. Neither one of those guys are here, but I'm Martin Weiss. Joined with my man Bernie Fratto, the Odd Couple crew is in the building. DJ Alex, yes sir. My man Danny G, not Rob G, my man Danny G, and B Finn on the updates. Bernie, Bernie, my man, it's July 15th. Who doesn't love doing sports talk radio in the middle of July? I mean, look, there's no necessarily NBA going on. There's no NFL going on. Zero. But you know what's happening right now, Bernie? As as Odd Couple friend uh, Andrew Grant would tell you, the business of sport is happening. This is when the actual business decisions are occurring, right? We see it all the time. You'll see it in Vegas. I'm straight out of Vegas right now, actually, just like the show before us, Adam Silver is over there. You know, everybody, all 30 teams, all, everybody, all the stars are out walking in between the Thomas and Mack and Cox Pavilion Centers. I mean, you got the Live Tour going on. But, Bernie, I mean, they say the, the business decision is when somebody gets out of the way of the dunk. The true business decision is going to happen somewhere in Vegas as the NBA free agency is heating up. But as you said, there's so much going on today in the world of sport. 
Well, Martin, good to be with you. Uh, we may not be the odd couple, and I don't think we are an odd couple. We're both Michiganders, and uh, the sports calendar never slows down there. And as we talked about before, look, I, I, I'm odd in the sense that July might be my favorite month to do sports talk, and I've been doing sports talk since the mid-'90s because you're not just relegated to game time react. And I don't ever believe there's a slow time in sports. And as you pointed out, there's some big-time stories gracing the airwaves right now. And they're not just big-time stories. They're impactful. They're influential. They're potentially historic. They'll have ripple effects. They'll have residual effects for years to come. For instance, the NFL and the Deshaun Watson situation. We'll get to that later in the show in depth, but think about it. This has become a referendum on how is the NFL and their official position regarding and are they willing to take a stand against cases of sexual misconduct this is being watched so whether or not the suspension is too light or too heavy there's going to be uh, a lot of opinions here and i i think now martin has been relegated to a pr maneuver it's all about optics and protecting the image of the shield well, go ahead not only that you have the idea that deshaun watson signed the most the richest contract in nfl history Right? That's the other shoe uh, on that foot. Thousand percent. And speaking of money, look at the Live Tour. The PGA can scoff at the Live Tour like they tried to a few weeks ago, like the AFL did to the NFL back in the 1960s. But the, the, the PGA, they've already engaged in defensive maneuvers and reactions. And here's why. You get a guy, Charles Schwartzel, comes out wins the first tournament in London. Now, Charles Schwartzel, in the last four years, had entered 56 tournaments, missed the cut 27 times, made a grand total of $3 million in his entire career. On one Sunday in London, he made $4.7 million. You can't do that every day. Now the Live Tour is talking to Charles Barkley. I'm not sure in what capacity. I don't think he's going to play. Not with that swing. Looks like he's trying to kill a snake in a phone booth. But you line, you line up with Charles Barkley. That's major star power. Then we talked about the USC UCLA entry into the Big Ten. Look, sports evolves. This is a tough one for some people to follow. The world evolves. We used to we used to fight wars with a single shot rifle. Everything changes. But this has really got a lot of multi layers. I'll tell you why. Because people are a little upset about the regional aspect. This is kind of an assault on tradition. But when you look at the fact that the UCLA Athletic Department was in financial tatters, upside down sixty five million, this saves them and could save potentially secondary sports like wrestling, soccer, and things of that nature. By the way, as you know, Martin, being from Big Ten country, the Big Ten Network's been ahead of its time for 15 years. Oh, yeah. why, did, why did they pick up Rutgers? That gave them a New York TV market. Why did they pick up Maryland? That gave them a Washington, D.C. TV market. Now they pick up USC, UCLA. They get the number two media market in the country. The next mega TV deal they're going to get is going to mean about $100 million per school, including USC and UCLA, they were getting about $28 million before. And last but not least, KD and Kyrie. Look, player empowerment, I don't know why everybody's got triggered on this one. Player empowerment is not a new thing. You, you remember John Elway? He didn't want to go to Indianapolis. Eli Manning and his dad said, we're not going to San Diego. But 
On the other hand, this hand-picked super team concept is starting to sink under its own weight. You know that Rob Parker's been very vocal in his dislike for these kind of contrivances for a long time, and they're not working. So I guess the bottom line, Mar- uh, Martin, is we've got a ton of stuff to get to, and it's all in July, which is supposed to be the slow month. <clears throat> no such thing as a slow month. And you know, one thing that you uh, neglected to mention right now, we have the Ben Simmons arbitration case uh, uh, between the Philadelphia 76ers and him. There's some $20 million on the floor. I just, just, like I said, I just left for Vegas. There are plenty, plenty of team governors who are very, very interested to see how this is going to come out with Ben Simmons, who, you know, didn't play for ostensibly the entire last season. Last time we saw him play, he was passing up. Uh, he's passing the ball to Matisse Tybel because he doesn't want to shoot free throws, right? Owed, you know, $20 million or so on his guaranteed contract, but didn't play. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out as well, especially talking about the player empowerment era of the NBA as we see KD and Kyrie uh, uh, running the show. Good on you for bringing up the Ben Simmons headline because it's been a non-headline. There's been very little buzz around this headline. Uh, I had a, I got to interview Ben Simmons at the at the uh, NBA Summer League four years ago. I liked him. I don't know what's gone on with his life. I don't know what's gone on with the situation between all the holdouts, the injuries. But here's the bottom line. Whatever the outcome of this case is, it's being described as an earthquake event. There are 29 other teams that are basically watching what happens here. So to your point, here's another situation involving player empowerment for a guy who hasn't even been on the floor for two years. I mean, and and, and the thing I find fascinating, too. Okay, he hasn't been on the floor for so long, for a very, very long time, right? However... He is a huge, huge. We're talking about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right? Who wears the big KD Kyrie sweepstake? Is it even going to happen anymore? Is it like after after it's been so long since KD demanded his trade and Kyrie opted into his contract after trying to find a sign and trade partner? Well, here's the deal. You know, Ben Simmons is also able to be moved or not moved, right? Because he's just kind of, but he's a former number one overall pick in this league. And, you know, we had a whole bunch of conversation, obviously, should should Philadelphia move ben, James Harden for Ben Simmons and, you know, so on and so forth way back before he became, you know, before all of everything was going on. But it's just fascinating to see how the Brooklyn Nets have the entire, well, two things. Rudy Gobert getting traded for the haul that he got traded for and the Brooklyn Nets just have the NBA free agency, NBA trade market just in a complete standstill. I mean, it's it's more jammed up there than at the Port of Los Angeles trying to get stuff in the country. <laughs> right, so nice. The supply chain is shut down. Real quickly, final note on Ben Simmons. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, and again, they're heading into this arbitration, and you know they got rope rooms from the rosary because they don't want to write a $20 million check. $20 million went unpaid because Ben Simmons sat the first four months of the 21-22 regular season, but he wants to be paid for it. So league executives are really watching this. This is a story that hasn't gotten a lot of buzz, but I think it'll get a tremendous amount of buzz if the Philadelphia 76ers have to write that check. You bring up Rudy Gobert, and the Nets saw what Utah got for Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Now, I am not of the belief that Kevin Durant, the KD sweepstakes, are over at all. I still think there could be three teams he could go to. Now, I know the Suns were one of the two teams on his short list, and now that the Suns matched DeAndre Ayton's offer, they can't trade Ayton anywhere until at least January 15th. But interestingly enough, 
Brooklyn never wanted DeAndre Ayton anyway. So I never thought that was a, I thought that was a non-starter. So the question is, can Phoenix still put together a Durant trade that works under the CBA? Well, they could package Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, four draft picks. I think Brooklyn knows they are going to get a haul one way or the other. They're just being patient. There's no rush for them to do this deal. The other team on Miami's shortlist is the Miami Heat. Now, you may or may not know this, but here in Vegas on Monday, Sean Marks and Heat GM Andy Ellisberg were having dinner. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were talking about, you know, the new Top Gun movie. They well, were probably- yeah, I'm sure they weren't talking about, you know, should we go to the Usher residency tonight? That's it. Or do we go That's to the buffet it. at the Aria? What, you know, where are we at? The Dre's on Saturday? The beach party? Or, you know, two changes performing? That was the conversation, I'm sure. Is that what it was? Can we go catch Dion and Celine Dion? Is she even here? All right, the long and the short of it is, that's a team, actually, who can offer Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry. Now, they'll have to match the salary. You throw in a Max Struess. Look, the bottom line is Durant wants to play with Kyle Lowry. So if he's sent to Miami and he's not with Kyle Lowry, he's not going to like that. But you can't have everything, right? And I really genuinely believe Durant wants the hell out of Brooklyn. There's another team that no one's talking about. You can't go to sleep on the Toronto Raptors. They're lurking around. They could deal Pascal Siakam, perhaps Scotty Barnes, but he apparently is off the table for now. And so you can't you know, go to sleep on any of these trades. I don't think any of them are dead. I will say this, though. There's no demand, from what I'm hearing, for Kyrie Irving, except for the Lakers. And the Lakers are playing hardball. And the Brooklyn Nets are basically saying, no, 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 no. We'll take Russell Westbrook off your hands. We're not giving you two first-round draft picks. See, no. Bernie, this is, the, this is the problem. It's like the housing market, right? Right now, there's no demand for Kyrie Irving. But sure, everybody would like a Kyrie Irving, right? But, there's, you know, there's, there's – let me, let me think of how I want to phrase this. It's it's any market that is just it's just open right now, right? Like because everybody right now has this this vision of of you know hey you know I I could buy any house that I want. I'm not you know they're getting out there they're looking around they see the 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 big, the big houses the, all the front lawns and all this there and then then they start talking to realtors and then they realize yo that house that you like over there it's one point five million dollars and you only have about five hundred thousand to play with, bro. And so what's ended up what's really happening here is I think there's a ton of teams in the NBA that would love Kyrie Irving, just like there's a ton of, there's a ton of people in the, in the world that would love a $1.5 million house. I have to go ahead and disagree with you, you there, Bill Lumber. So? No, not at all. If Kyrie Irving showed up to work, yeah. Well, that's he what had, He it, hadn't gone Mahula the last two years for 19 different reasons. You can't not, not show up to work and not call your boss. And then we got the vaccination thing, which I'm not going to go down that road. You got to show up to work, man. What's the old cliche? And I'm tired of hearing it. The big availability, the best, best ability is availability. We all know the man can hoop. That's not an issue. And I, I, I frankly, I liked uh, Uncle, but, uh, Uncle Drew too. But the long and the short of it is, you got to show up to work, man. He shot himself in the foot. Is is but is it more along the lines of? And you, you seem to be plugged. Is it more along the lines of? Uh, we don't want Kyrie at this price because, of the, like, because that's the real rub. Like, in, in my opinion, well, that, that's you, part of it too, Martin. Right, that's what I'm that's saying. Part if of it you too. Were able to get just, the, I think it's, I think it's when you say nobody wants Kyrie. 
I think, in theory, there's a ton of people that would want him. However, with the cost that you're going to have to pay him, and that's that's where you run into this problem. I think that if, if Kyrie Irving was on a, on the vet mid-level, you know, he would be a sought-after sought okay. person. No? Okay, that's a horse of a different color. Fair. Here's the situation, though. The only t- Okay, there was talk that lasted about six seconds a few weeks ago that if Kyrie would not have opted back in, he could have signed with the Lakers in a veteran's exception Six million, six point three million dollars a year. We both know he was never going to do that. Right. So, when you use the word in theory, people might want Kyrie. I don't know if they do or they don't. My response is this: Don't tell me. Show me. Show well, me. I'll I say a, I'm not seeing any offers. Well, we saw a period in time where literally nobody wanted Carmelo Anthony at any price. I think that's just that's just, that's just the difference I'm trying to make. If, if Kyrie was an f- expiring free agent this summer, I, f- I feel confident he would be on an NBA team. I'm not sure if that might be a false equivalency because he didn't. But Kyrie didn't get the vaccine, which was just more grist for the mill. Fair. And, and Carmelo did. And Carmelo is in the twilight of his career, where he's you're not going to bring him to be the guy or be Batman to Robin, Robin to Batman to win a championship. Kyrie, I, I really respect. I've never really particularly been a Carmelo fan, but I will say this. I respect what he did last year with the Lakers. He played hard. He showed up. He had some good games. He accepted his role like a true professional. He's a good man in the locker room, too. So you really can't compare the two. To your point, it looked for a long time like no one wanted him. Then he found a home. In theory, could Kyrie find a home? Yes, but theory doesn't play out when you hit the hard one. Martin, why don't we take some calls? And I will say this. Let's ask the peeps. All of those four stories, or maybe you've got your own story, which one triggers you the most? Which one gets your ire up the most? And Mark, want to hear from you on it as well. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest this segment, Mark Medina, NBA Insider, NBA.com. Mark, welcome to The Odd Couple. I'm Martin Weiss, uh, filling in with Bernie Fratto for Robin Chris. What's up, Martin man? and Bernie, good to chat with you guys. I got back from your favorite city, Vegas. It was, uh, man, that was scorching hot, even by Vegas standards. That's right. The wind chill was like 112 the other day. I hope you brought a jacket. You know, yeah, well, that that <laughs> rainfall yesterday, I don't know oh, what that was yes. about. I was not prepared for that. I'm not going to lie, Bernie, if you hadn't said, Oh, yes, I would have thought Mark was being sarcastic. It rained in Vegas? We actually hadn't had rain in 103 days, and even before that, it was like 400 days, so I'm glad you brought it. But speaking of rain, and I'm not talking about rain in threes, question for you. Speaking of Vegas here, uh, Monday night, the Miami Heat GM, Andy Ellisberg, allegedly had dinner with Sean Marks. And uh, Martin and I both agree uh, they weren't talking about Celine Dion opening up for uh, Usher. We were talking about whether or not there's real possibility that Kevin Durant could end up in uh, Miami, or if not him, perhaps Kyrie. Yeah, look, I don't think it's going to happen with either. I don't think Kyrie's going to go anywhere unless it's the Los Angeles Lakers, and still that's going to yes. be a process. But as far as Kevin Durant to 
the Heat, um, it's going to be very tough because, look, uh, assuming that Ben Simmons isn't part of the deal, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo being involved would be difficult because of those uh, salary cap rules when it comes to rookie extensions. And with Miami, I think no doubt they want Kevin Durant, but they also don't want to give up their farm and infrastructure with, you know, Jimmy Butler and the like. Um, and I think, you know, if the Nets are going to do that, they want those guys, you know, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, combination of draft picks. So the weird thing, not just with Miami, but really around the league, is that Kevin Durant has almost priced himself out because he's so talented and the Nets want so much in return, not going to accept 50 cents on the dollar, that, you know, because of that, the market's been really depressed. It is, you know, the NBA's version of the inflation problem. Okay, well, you say the market has been depressed. However, how much of an impact does the idea that Rudy Gobert, a guy who's an incredible player, you know, really great in the regular season, has had his trouble sticking on the court in the postseason? You could point at whatever direction you look at, but the facts are the facts. The last couple postseasons, he has been played off the floor, whether that's the people around him, whatever. But he went for a humongous haul. Is that, that's got to be setting? Is uh, uh, I should ask you this: that setting is that setting problems in the Brooklyn trade market for these two guys? Oh, without a doubt, uh, it's something that a lot of people that I talked to in Vegas during summer league hit on. That uh, look, the Nets asking price for Kevin Durant was going to already be high, but because the Utah Jazz extracted so many assets and so many draft picks in that Rudy Gobert trade, um, the asking price for Kevin Durant went even higher. And look, I think you know there's a reason why it's safe to say 29 other teams would love to have Kevin Durant on their team but they don't ha- not all those teams have those kind of assets to get a Kevin Durant and even if they do you know I think there these teams are running into the danger of becoming what the New York Knicks did when they got Carmelo Anthony you know a decade or so ago where you know they basically gutted their entire roster just to get Carmelo and then once he showed up at the garden he didn't really have any teammates around him that were good so I think that's the problem that's going on here and I think that another thing that the Nets are weighing that look uh, just because Kevin Durant says he wants to be traded doesn't make them obligated to do so um, he has four years on his contract an extension that hasn't even kicked in yet so I think that that has been another wrinkle that unlike some other NBA stars in recent years you know a James Harden and Anthony Davis where they go to their team and say they want to be traded and they almost feel like they have no choice because they have a year left on their contract if they don't do that they're going to wind up leaving anyway and they don't get anything in return here the Nets have much more time on their side and I think with Kevin Durant whether you uh, like him or dislike him there's no uh, dispution here that he is an amazing basketball player and he always brings it on the court so even if he's unhappy there's no feeling or of concern that oh he's not going to show up and play he's going to lace it up because that's what he loves to do Talking with Mark Medina, NBA writer for NBA.com. You hear him all over our airwaves at Fox Sports Radio. He'll be with me tomorrow night on Straight Out of Vegas, as he has before. Mark, let's switch gears because after the Aiton offer match sheet, I think we're all going to get KD fatigue sooner rather than later. You wrote a very good article, kind of a Q&A with Jeannie Buss for NBA.com, which, which appeared yesterday. What is the subtext of what she was trying to say? Well, look, Jeannie, to her credit, was willing to sit down and get breakfast uh, and speak for an hour about just everything on the table about the state of the Lakers. And there's a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, So I think the main themes here are, um, look, she 
is relatively satisfied with the moves that the Lakers have made with hiring Darvin Ham and getting younger, but she's noting that, hey, they have some limiting spending uh, limitations because of the salary cap, but it's her expectation that they'll continue to try to make major moves, a la go in for a Kyrie Irving deal, or, you know, hey, maybe go outward with getting involved with trying to get Donovan Mitchell or try to get Buddy Heald. So it's her message that the Lakers' work is not done, but at the same time, she reiterated that she maintains confidence in the Lakers' front office. Um, but that being said, if they don't make the playoffs next season, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there winds up being changes made. But she's leaning on the fact that, you know, Rob Palenka and Kurt Rambis, Joey Buss, Jesse Buss, these are the same people that were instrumental in them winning a championship only two years ago in 2020. And so she's giving them the benefit of the doubt. But there's no doubt that uh, – you know, this next season has kind of put up or shut up, uh, to say the least. Now, now, Mark, you name dropped the player in your last answer, and your second to last answer, you name dropped the team. Donovan Mitchell to the New York Knicks. I, I mean, it's been the most rumored thing. It almost feels like I'm just waiting for it to come across my phone, and it'll be like, oh, duh, finally. But the price that it's going to pay, I mean, the price that the Knicks would have to pay to acquire Mitchell, obviously with the aforementioned Gorbert trade, wouldn't aren't they walking themselves down the same exact path they did with Carmelo Anthony, or do you disagree? Well, look, it's the Knicks, so you never know, but I think <laughs> credit to the Knicks, this is a different front office. I know that, you know, things can always go sour because of uh, Jim Dolan running operations, but, you know, their front office has had a much better track record than the previous regimes. Um, that's number one. Number two, they have cleared cap space. There's a reason why they're able to get Jalen Brunson. They've been in the asset collecting business, but I think the overall point that you're making is that, you know, not just because of Rudy, the Rudy Gobert trade, but who pulled that trade? Danny Ainge, he is a guy that's going to try to extract as much value as possible. And so if he's going to decide to go full rebuild, he's going to try to get every single uh, asset, whether it's a good role player or draft picks. I mean, you have to keep in mind the precedent that he set when he broke up the Boston Celtics. He wound up just accumulating so many draft picks with the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets wound up being a hot mess. And that is what resulted in this current roster with them getting to the finals. Those picks resulted in the drafting of a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown. And I think that that's the same uh, set of expectations that Danny Ainge is playing by. But I think in the ne- in the next case, look, uh, you know, the, the writing's on the wall. There's a lot of connections that Donovan Mitchell has with the same, you know, representation as Leon Rose, the GM, with CAA. He is a star player. They're trying to get back in the playoffs. And, you know, the Knicks themselves are in a big market where it's not about just rebuilding. They're trying to get back to uh, what they've struggled to do consistently for a few decades now. Um, so I think that eventually that's the trade that's going to go through. It's just a matter of how much patience both teams have and what ultimately becomes uh, the details in the deal. Talk with Mark Medina, NBA.com. Okay, I have to ask it in the ultimate irony. Now, Sean Marks has said he wants at least one all-star and multiple draft picks. Here's the irony. The Golden State Warriors actually have an ideal roster that could make room for Kevin Durant. They could... Give a pretty good trade package of young talent, maybe one all-star and Andrew Wiggins and draft picks. But the irony, here's the ironic part, I, I think it's a zero. I don't think Joe LaCole would ever entertain this, even though they can all put a nice face on it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, knowing Joe Lakeup, he always listens, and he always, uh, you know, 
kind of keeps in mind what's going to help us both win. But I think the complicated thing is this. Uh, the Warriors winning the championship, I think, changes the dynamic completely. If they wound up falling short in this year's playoffs, maybe that would have you know, uh, brought to light. Maybe this whole idea of trying to lean on your core with Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson while developing young players on the fly isn't exactly the right formula. You have to go all in with having proven veterans. But here, they were able to do that. That's not necessarily a guarantee that they can replicate right. that next season, but I think that that gives them reason to think, you know what, we have what it takes to win again, and we have a lot of good assets moving forward. Mark, uh, real uh, real quick, you just left Vegas. You said, what guy out of the summer league, if any, did did, did spark your fancy? For any team, any guy that you saw that was like, I think this guy might turn into something. And I know it's easy to fall in love with Vegas, both at summer league and elsewhere. So, uh, you know, be careful, tread lightly, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, well, look, the, the caveats aside here of, you know, Vegas Summer League usually doesn't mean anything. I mean, look, the guys at the top of the list, the tr- top prospects are the ones that make noise. I've been really impressed with Keegan Murray. I saw him play at the Cali Classic in San Francisco. I saw him play at Summer League in Las Vegas. And, you know, look, there might be some growing pains in his rookie season, especially with the Kings, but he has the real right mental makeup. He plays the game the right way. Talking to people around him, both his college coach and, you know, Mike Brown with the Kings, uh, they really feel like he has this old school spirit where he's very coachable. Uh, he knows when to score, knows when to pass, and I, I think there's just this feeling that he's just going to be scratching the surface here with all these qualities. So I want to be surprised that he winds up leading them back to the playoffs, maybe not next season, but the next few years to come, and winds up becoming a really uh, consistent all-star player every single season. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. But I tell you what, I am excited and honored to introduce our next guest, who is the most craziest, and I said most craziest on purpose, person that I've ever met in this gambling space. My man, Alex Moneyline Monaco, host of the Better Half Hour on MSG Networks and the Gambling gambling Podcast on Cowherd's The Volume Sports Network. Alex, my man. Gentlemen, what is up, Martin? Thank you for the Friday Night Smackdown intro i'm ready to come out to a full crowd right now and talk some betting all right monica let me ask first question i gotta ask you i know you're all over these seven o'clock games which one of these ninth innings are you sweating out or you know bottom late innings where are you at because right now i got jorge solera two outs uh, uh on my marlins that's all i got on the biggest marlins fan in the world today can I get a Yankees comeback down 4-3 in the seventh little live bet on my home book, FanDuel? Let's go. Can we talk about the New York Yankees for just a second? Because what the hell has happened in the last couple of days? You had the Cincinnati Reds walking in there and, and, and what, scoring nine runs in the ninth inning a couple of days ago. And just, just the Yankees have seemed to be. There was the Yankees and the Dodgers. It seems as if the Yankees may have faltered in the last week or two, at least. Every time I bet on them, it seems that they have faltered. How are you seeing this as a better? 
I have not recovered since having them minus one and a half up three oh in the ninth. I'm literally skipping on my loo over here. They put up four runs in the ninth. I'm disgusted. What is happening right now with the Yankees? Look, it's a 162-game season. This is the sad and scary thing about betting on baseball and great teams. A great team's going to lose 50, 60 games. It, it's it's absolutely inevitable. So the Yankees, you know, they drop a series of the Reds. Shouldn't have happened. But you have to look out for those betting landmines here in the dog days of July. As you guys know, good teams lose the bad ones. I don't know if that Castillo thing and the trade rumors had anything to affect both sides. I'd say yeah, hope not. But, yeah, Yankees killed all of us there in that Red Series. So, Alex, let's flip to the NFL quickly. I was looking forward to talking to you because I know you're very high on the Cowboys, and you had mentioned on Twitter that you'd be floored if they don't win the NFC East. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm on the opposite side. I bet the under win total of 10 and five, of 10 and a half. And I'll, I'll tell you why, and then I want to get your take because I'm a reasonable man. I can change my mind. But number one, they were 12-5 and five last season. They only had two wins versus playoff teams, and both of them were against Philly, which was the weakest playoff team in the field. They lost to Tampa Bay, Kansas City, the Raiders, and Arizona, so they were only 2-4 and four against playoff teams. Their defense ranked 18th in opponent's yards per play, and they lose Randy Gregory. That's an issue. Finally, the Cowboys were number one last year in turnover differential, and that correlates to wins, but you don't do that two years in a row. What goes up must come down. I'm fading the Cowboys. You love them. What say you? Who are we even scared of on their schedule, though? To your point, I hear you. But here's the thing. This Cowboys team, the only team in the entire NFL to best over 31 points a game offensively. And interestingly enough, they're top 10 in defensive points again. And for me, yes, you lose Gregory. That's huge. You still have two key playmakers. I'm a Madden guy. You got a couple of stickers next to these names, Micah Parsons and Diggs. And Lawrence is in Washington. I just think this team in that division where it's utter chaos, and I come from a family, I'm the offspring of an NFC Easter. It's absolutely pandemonium year to year. And I think on some level, Dak and McCarthy are the most stable one-two punch quarterback coach in the East. I think Dable finally will be the right fit in New York and turn them around. They're a year or two yes. away. Washington's a mess. It's a two-horse race between the Eagles. My question to you is, do you trust Jalen Hurts? Even though they did upgrade, I like the Jordan Davis draft pick. I like the A.J. Brown trade, of course. Everyone does. But can they beat this Cowboys team in a 17-game horse race? When you're looking at Dak... 25-6 and six in his career against the NFC East, coming off a 6-0 and o against the division last year outing. I don't see how this team in Philly, stability-wise, can do it. I, I just I know they have a great running game. I don't trust them to win the East. I, I got well, to Dallas, the plus one point. Dallas is plus 115 to win the NFC East, so it's basically even money. I'm not, I have no faith in Philly, and, I, I, and here's what's interesting. Every year, except for one or two in the last 22 years, teams have gone from f- worst to first. Actually, we had two teams do it in 2018. Mm-hmm. And the New York Giants remind me of the 2018 Bears, and I'll tell you why. And it, By the way, uh, Alex, as you probably know, the NFC is a really weird confer- division. They haven't had a repeat champion since 2004. Brian Dable comes to the New York Giants, and you've got to really hold your nose if you make this bet. But they're 8-1. to one. Giants defense last year was 
mostly good, and they added an elite pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau. But consider this schedule. The Giants, you talk about schedule, the Giants play Carolina, the Bears, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Texans, the Lions, and the Washington Commanders twice. None of those teams have better than a 60-to-1 odds to win Super Bowl 57. Theoretically, New York could win 10 games without beating a single playoff team along the way. It'll be really interesting to see when Dallas gets on the field in their division with expectations. I'm scared of three, maybe four teams on Dallas' schedule, though. That's the thing, all right? They they went toe-to-toe in week one last year with Tampa Bay. They played in week one. I expect a lot. Cincinnati, it could go either way. That would be one of the two teams, four, three or four teams, rather, I'm scared of. I say the Rams, of course, at L.A. is a tough out, and then they got to play Aaron Rodgers in November in Lambeau. Other than that, I'm not scared of anybody. And you get the AFC South. I just, I just think that division comes down to that division and how every team plays against one another. And Dallas was twenty-five. I can't get over the fact that they were six and zero unblemished record in the division against the other three. I'll just tell you this, Monica. You told, you said you feel that Mon, you feel that uh, what is it? That McCarthy and Dak are the most solid foundation. I know this. That's not a house that I want to buy. If that is the case, you know, here in earthquake country, that feels like it might be a, a house <laughs> of cards, so to speak. But you just mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals last year's Super Bowl runner-up. It seems as if every year we have a a, a from worst to first. I mean, from first. I said it backwards. From worst to first, had it right the first time. Uh, a team that is uh, seemingly out of nowhere, and everybody tries to pick which one it is. Last year, everybody was really high on the Jacksonville Jaguars, as Joey Burrow was sitting right there, just coming back from injury. Is it the? Is it, you know uh, you got Bernie who's thinking about sprinkling the Giants eight to one. I feel like that is the New York teams, the Giants and the Jets are kind of frisky options. Who is the team that is going to blow their win total out of the water this year? Well, if we're talking worst to first from last year, you, you gotta you gotta factor in, of course, Baltimore at eight nine, which shouldn't count for this conversation, but. The Denver Broncos, who were at the bottom of their division last year at 7-10, and I'm a recovering San Diego Charger fan, born and raised in San Diego, and lived in L.A. for six years. Now I'm in New York. You know, I know the Chargers are going to charge her, and they're my toxic ex. I know the division very well. I'm looking at the Broncos. I see a little bit of value here. I think everyone's sleeping on Russell Wilson's ability to impact a team in one year. You saw the Costco sample last year when a leader of men could come in with a good coach and a good system and flourish with Stafford and the Rams. Why can't Russell Wilson come in and inheriting a top-five defense and points against and with an excellent, really, franchise top to bottom? They did get sold. But ultimately, a very stable franchise. Why can't the Broncos come in and ruffle some feathers in the AFC West? I don't know. I think Justin Herbert might have some things to say about that. Bernie, you got a quick one for him? Uh, I'm in agreement that those are two possible teams that could, uh, and including Denver. But I'll just my final thought. I'm actually uh, backing Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is 56 and 21 against that division. They got a 64 percent chance to win. They're minus 180. The Bears are bad. The Lions are rebuilding, and I think Minnesota is still not really ready to take control. Defense will be very good in Green Bay this year. They drafted well. 
I like the Packers to repeat again in that division. I like the Packers too. One of my sneaky like first to worst would, if I had one, uh, would be the Detroit Lions. But I think they might be uh, seventeen games away from when they're actually going to be competing. But I like what they're doing. <laughs> I think they're next year. I think it's going to be next year for them. I'm not, I don't trust the quarterback. But my man Alex, man, it's a pleasure having you join Thanks, us. Alex. We right now. I'm sitting here just in case you know me and America are sitting here sweating out the Marlins with two on and uh, one out in the bottom of the ninth when we come back hopefully that game has been resolved with the marlins victory and i got paid but we'll have something coming up out of the break coming up next on the odd couple martin weiss bernie fratto at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.